Do you know what healthy Christian dating really looks like? Find out today on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Some of you are here, you're 22 years old, and guess what? You're not ready to date. I've talked to 45-year-olds. I tell them, you know what? You're not ready to date yet. Age doesn't mean you're ready to engage in a relationship that's serious. You could have a good thing. You could find a good person, but you could be at such a bad place that you mess up something good. Welcome to Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Today, Mark, we're going to listen in on a special event you were part of on the campus of Moody Bible Institute. It was for students. The topic was dating. So what's ahead here? <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit different than the regular uh, sermon or message in church. This was on campus with college students, specifically talking about dating 101 or dating on target. And my wife had been pushing me to do this for a while, and she, she was, she's she been telling me, Mark, you need to do some teaching on how to date in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And Wayne, what we've discovered over the years in being a pastor, that so many people don't really have a good philosophy of dating or a biblical grounding in how to date as a Christian. Yeah. And so if you're at a stage, whether you're 22 or whether you are 55 and you are at a season in your life where you are dating, you really need to listen to this message. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, I met my wife at Bible College. You met your wife, Dee, at Mm -hmm. Moody Bible Institute. So maybe this will be helpful for anyone who's entering into that dating scene. Any young person we can recommend this message to today. So it's titled Dating 101. With Valentine's Day coming up, you don't want to miss either part of today or tomorrow's program. So without delay, here's Mark Job with today's lesson. I believe seriously that one of the greatest challenges, one of the greatest challenges you will face either during this season, after school, sometime in the next few years is how you date, who you date, how you manage it, because I believe that you actually establish a foundation for probably the most important relationship of your life. And let me, let me just tell you why we started to get involved in just coaching people in this dating process. I was 21 years old when I started uh, pastoring, And I'll never forget the first couple that came to me and said, we're dating. It was a young couple. She was just newly a believer, just had given her life to Christ not too long ago. And um, they came to me, and they were all excited, looking at each other, giddy. And they said, hey, Pastor, we want to tell you something. I said, what's that? We're we're dating. I said, oh, great, great. High five. Yeah, good. You're dating. You look like a good couple together. And uh, we went on. I was doing my thing. I would see them together once in a while, wave at them, ask them how they're doing. About six months later, they said, hey, pastor, we'd like to meet with you. I said, okay. And uh, they sat in my office, and she kind of shuffled her feet around a little bit, and he kind of nervously talked to me and said, you know, we've been dating. I said, yeah, yeah, about six months, right? Well, yeah, we just wanted to let you know, Pastor, um, she's pregnant. 
And I thought, oh, yeah, you know, Pastor, we, you know, she's a new believer. I'm a believer for a while. We just, you know, didn't plan on this. I don't know how this all happened. And, and uh, it was my first sort of realization, like, hey, we should probably be coaching couples a little bit more than give me a high five, glad you're dating. And so that was my first experience as a, as a pastor. And so I decided at that time, many, many years ago, I decided I am going to try to coach couples. There's a lot of premarital counseling and there's a lot of postmarital counseling. But very, very few places do I see actually dating coaching. Like, how do you know when you're ready to date? What are some of the principles in dating? How do you keep a healthy relationship going? Very little do I hear about that as I started pastoring. So I thought, you know, this is something that I really want to make sure that we focus on. And so that's a, so here's what we want to do tonight. I want to just talk to you a little bit about some of the principles that I've learned over the years. Let me jump in by saying that I believe that keeping a relationship healthy is one of the biggest challenges, but the important challenge that dating couples have. So I want to start with this question that I get asked a lot. Uh, the first one is, what you need to know before you start dating. Uh, when my daughter was in junior high, she came to me and she said, Dad, how old do I have to be to date? I wanted to say 35 so she wanted to know, what's the, what's the age? How old do I have to be to date? And so when she got into high school, I think she was uh, maybe sophomore, junior in high school, um, she said, Dad, am I old enough to date? I said, well, you know, it's not just about age. It's about maturity as well. So I told her, let's, let's make a deal. When you find a guy that you're interested in, I'll make a deal. Um, I think you're old enough to date if we can sit down and have a conversation, me and him, and I'll interview him. Is that a deal? So she said, yeah. So sure enough, it wasn't too much longer that she said, hey, Dad, I have a guy that I want you to meet. I said, okay, I want to meet him. Let's, so we set up a Starbucks appointment. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> she was with me, and she said, hi, Dad, I'd like to introduce you. She told me, told me this guy was bigger than me. He was on the football team, this big dude. I said, hi, I'm her father. We sat down, and I just said, hey, by the way, my daughter's 16 years old, and I just want to make sure, I just want you to know I've invested a lot in her. I want you to know that she has a man behind her, and I want you to know this is my expectations if you're going to date my daughter. And so I went through a little bit my expectations, what I, I talked a little bit where he was, I found out a little bit about who he was, and um, my daughter was mad. She, she said in the middle, Dad, I don't, I don't think he needs to be interrogated here. I said, well, honey, this is between two men. If you want to wait in the car, you can, but I'm talking to this man, man to man. She was livid. Afterwards, she stomped out and she said, Dad, you were trying to intimidate him. I said, he's bigger than I am. I, 
you were leaning in. You had a leather jacket on. You were trying to intimidate him. I said, I was just trying to talk to man to man. And she's like, don't know why I did this. So she just left mad. She went out with him. Later on, I talked to her. I said, so what'd your friend think about our talk? She was a little like this. She said, he loved it. I said, why? He says he's never had a man talk to him, explain it like that. He just, he's, he loved it. He's got a man crush on you now. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, I was just trying to lay things out a little bit, man to man, so that he would know that this is my daughter. Um, so when you ask, am I ready to date? Let me just be up front. Some of you are here. You're away from home. You're 22 years old. And guess what? You're not ready to date. I've talked to 45-year-olds. I told them, you know what? You're not ready to date yet. Age doesn't mean you're ready to engage in a relationship that's serious. And let me just give you a couple of the parameters that I think are important to make sure that you are ready to engage in a dating relationship. Because let me tell you something. You could have a good thing. You could find a good person, but you could be at such a bad place that you mess up something good. So I think um, what you need to know before you start dating is, let me give you a couple of things. Number one, um, you need to know that you need to focus on becoming the right person and you'll have a much better chance of attracting the right person. Sometimes we focus so much on the kind of person we want, but let me tell you, one of the greatest factors in determining the kind of person that you're attracted to and get along with is the person that you are. And so part of it is about growth. Who am I right now as an individual? Not perfect, none of us are, but who am I as an individual um, in my identity? And... um, So I would ask yourself, uh, one of the best preparations in dating is becoming the person that God has called you to be and get serious about your own personal growth. Um, What lies beyond us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. That's Walt Emerson said that. Number two, determine in advance what qualities you are looking for in a person that you'll date. I think it's important to know, what are you looking for? Seriously, what are you looking for? Because if you don't have an idea of what you're looking for, then chances are, here's what I I hear from people, and I've had this conversation a lot. Well, what are you doing with this person? I don't know. It's just there was a spark there, and and this spark led to a friendship. This friendship led to, and, and, and now we're seriously engaged. But yeah, this guy doesn't even love God, is very far. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I know how it happened. It happened because you didn't determine in advance the kind of person that you wanted to date. And so I, I think you need to have an idea, a, a, a bit of a list of important things. Now, I've had people that make an ideal list that's so superhuman that no one could ever meet that list. You know, the expectations are so high, so up there, so idealistic that, hey, um, this is a mixture between Jesus 
Mother Teresa and, um, I don't know, some walking male model, but um, a, a realistic expectation of what's important to you, really what's important to you. I also understand that sometimes if we aren't dating and we feel like we want to date, that that list starts getting chopped down real quickly and starts out real here. And then after a while, it, we cut it down. My expectations are too up there. Then cut it down a little bit more, cut it down a little bit more, a little bit more. And we end up with breathing and mail. That's, um, so I, I, I believe that you need to have a basic expectation of this is the kind of person that I am looking for because I think it's important. You may not know you encounter that person unless you've prayed about it, unless you start understanding this is the kind of person that I need in my life, this is the kind of person I want, this is the kind of person that I will not settle for anything less. Number three, make spiritual compatibility a non-negotiable. And Mark will be right back to expand on that important point in just a moment. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, The Midpoint. Here's a quick note. We've created a special download of a PDF called Dating 101 with all of Mark's points he's making in this message. Just go to boldstepsradio.org and click on the download called Dating 101. And I'll mention that again in the close today. If you prefer to have your Bible teaching session while you're out in nature, hiking or biking or simply walking the block, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and access these messages right from your phone. Go to your podcast app, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and make sure you tap the subscribe button. And if your schedule just seems to be too busy or too inconsistent to fit in a whole half-hour lesson, no worries, you can still find some great Bold Steps teaching in a minute through the Bold Steps Minute. Check out the 60-second feature and start listening today at boldstepsminute.org. All right, let's go ahead and continue today's lesson from Mark, titled Dating 101, here on Bold Steps. Number three, make spiritual compatibility a non-negotiable. I'm at Moody Bible Institute, so this is, I'm thinking, a no-brainer. But in the setting that I usually teach in, um, there's a lot of... uh, young adults that don't necessarily come from a Christian environment, and um, this needs to be clearly articulated. There is no such place for missionary dating. Uh, Missionary dating, by that I mean that you date someone that is spiritually incompatible. And what do we mean by spiritually incompatible? Someone that doesn't love Jesus, someone that's not born again, someone that doesn't follow God. If you want to be in a relationship that really matters in life, the core of it has to be someone that loves Jesus, someone that's born again, someone that's on mission, someone that loves God, someone that's following God. That is the core, the most important thing. I run into people that say, well, you know, I know a couple that she, she was a Christian, he wasn't, but, you know, they started dating and she witnessed to him and he came to know Christ and he started following God and now they're happily married 30 years later. How many of you have heard some of those stories? For every story you've heard like that, I can tell you 20 others that they never came to Christ, they're attending church by themselves, 
They're struggling with raising the kids with different values. They can't pray together. They can't be on mission together because they're unequally yoked. And so don't let the exception become the norm in your life because the Bible is really, really clear about that. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. And the greatest yoke can be the dating one. Number four, learn about the person's relationships as well as the consistency of their spiritual walk. Um, you need to get a sense of how they relate to other people. You need to get a sense of their past. The greatest predictor of someone's present is their past. How has their past been? Because chances are they're going to repeat their past. If they have a history of inconsistency, of breaking up, chances are you're stepping into that cycle. If they are jealous and they've been in relationships before, chances are that you're stepping into a cycle there where there's going to be heavy jealousy. In other words, people tend to repeat their past unless there's something pretty powerful that changes it. And so you need to understand a little bit about the person's past as you get to know them um, so that you can understand that consistency. I already mentioned to you, uh, never engage in missionary dating. Uh, Number six, seek the advice of spiritual mature people, parents, friends, mentors, pastors. Um, I think I I would make sure that you don't just go off of a feeling but that you get some input into your life. Do you think I'm ready to date? Talk to someone that's mature, someone that knows you. And as you start going down the route of dating, talk, get some input. Get some input, some unbiased input. Not by people that just say, oh, you're dating, that's great. You know, I want to date too. And No, no, get some honest input. Some people that know you, that can speak into your life. Um, and then number seven, again, choose to honor God in the, way, in the way you date before you start dating. And that means that you set your mind to say, um, this relationship, I want to uh, run this relationship, do this relationship in a way that is healthy and honors God. So once you are in a relationship or start a relationship, I believe that there are, I've taught this for years, probably over 20 years since that one story happened. And I call it the three P's of a healthy relationship. I'm going to give you a quiz at the end of this to make sure you know it. The three P's of a healthy relationship. Pace, purity, and perspective. Pace, purity, and perspective. So uh, let's, let's talk about the three P's. Easy to remember. remember. Uh, number one, let's talk about a healthy pace. Uh, once you said, okay, I think I'm ready to date, um, pace is this, time plus intensity equals pace. Time plus intensity equals pace. There are very few times that I've had to tell someone, speed it up. <laughs> I've had to say that occasionally, very few I told one guy he was dating seven years. He had dated his first girlfriend eight or nine years and broke up. Then he started to date the next girlfriend, and he was several years into it, and he started to tell me, well, I'm not sure, because she this, because she that, because she that. I said, bro, 
if you break up with this girl, don't date any other girl in our church. Do not date. You're forbidden to date. Because I don't want girls to get six years down the road and then you pick them apart with all the negativity and things that you say because you have a fear issue. You're afraid to get married. So I need you, I need you to get married. (laughs) Very few conversations I've had to have like that. This guy took it so literally, he eloped and got married. I said, bro, I wanted you to get married. I didn't tell you to elope. (laughs) Normally, I have to tell people, slow it down. Dial it back a little bit. Because let me tell you what happens in in relationships. Here's what happens. You know, when you're going fast, and my wife has a lead foot, man, she drives fast. (laughs) I do have to admit, I've been stopped quite a few times, but have very few tickets. By God's grace, they've let me go many times. But I want to tell you something. When you're going fast, things get blurry. You can't see things very clearly because you're just going fast, and it's hard to see things. When you're going slowly, you see things a lot clearer. In Proverbs 19, 2 and 3, it says, "...it's dangerous and sinful to rush into the unknown." A man may ruin his chances by his own foolishness and then blame it on the Lord. Proverbs 29, 20 says, Do you see a man who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Let me tell you what happens in the beginning stages of a relationship. Typically, in the beginning stages, you enter into a stage of infatuation. And in a stage of infatuation, you project what you think that person is you project the good, you sort of gloss over their faults because you're in this infatuation stage. So in the infatuation stage, you think you know that person, but can I tell you, a month into it, you really don't know that person. That's our Bible teacher, Mark Job, with the first of the three P's, PACE. We've created a special resource, a PDF called Dating 101. And Mark wanted you to have all of these points in one convenient document. So just go to boldstepsradio.org and click on the download called Dating 101 for a summary of this entire message. And if you missed any part of today's message, Dating 101, you'll want to share it with a friend or family member, you'll find it online over on our website at boldstepsradio.org. While you're online, be sure to request a copy of our brand new Bold Step gift. Going beyond the dating season and into the commitment of marriage, this resource provides some crucial insight to what stands at the heart of any healthy marriage. Mark is here to say more about it. For any married couple who's listening... I have an important question for you. When you think about your relationship, are you experiencing joy on a regular basis? Or do you often go days or even weeks without sharing a minute of laughter, love, or real connection? Well, believe it or not, kindling those moments of joy isn't always something that just happens. In fact, there are many small relational changes you can start making today to help create more meaningful and regular moments of joy. And to help you do that, I'd like to send you a book titled The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. How 15 minutes a day will help you stay in love, 
This book is loaded with transformational tips and simple exercises for you and your spouse to practice each day. Trust me, a joy-filled marriage is worth the work. Request your copy of this valuable resource today when you give a gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps. Once again, the book is called The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. To send your financial gift today, visit us at boldstepsradio.org or call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. You can also request this book, The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages, and give your financial gift through the mail by addressing your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. That's 820 North LaSalle, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And if you've ever given a one-time gift to Bold Steps before, consider taking the next step and becoming a Bold Partner by signing up to give on a monthly basis. You can commit to any amount you feel comfortable with, and if you choose to give $30 a month or more, you'll be automatically qualified for a 50% discount off the retail price on all Moody Publishers resources online. That's 50% off every Moody Publishers purchase. Plus, you'll also receive Mark's exclusive bi-weekly email called the Bold Partner Post, where you'll get a direct connection with Mark through videos and exclusive sermon series. These are just some of the ways we say thanks to our Bold Partners. So sign up today on our website. And once again, that's boldstepsradio.org. Well, I'm Wayne Shepard. Don't forget to listen tomorrow for the conclusion of this timely message, Dating 101. This weekend is sure to be filled with many dates as we're leading up to Valentine's Day and for taking a moment to get God's perspective on this important area of life. More Friday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.